0: Strapped in the trenches, making moves going all out, everyday handle business, you know that the hustle don't stop, got my team, let's get it, reviewing books and talk stocks, steady keep it moving, so you gon' wanna tune in, get low down. it's an app, get local food on demand, delivery right to your home, everything in the palm of your hand, took hard work and dedication, come through, join the conversation, this is history up in the making, we just wanna be an inspiration, Hey, let's go.
1: Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. We're here with Mike LaMere, the one and only. Uh, Mike and I actually met through my childhood friend, Greg Chory. Mike, that's what I love about this podcast, man. We started this for this exact purpose. It's like Humans in New York-esque where people meeting people. Me and you hit it off at his bachelor party as though we were buddies for what, like three decades?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was funny the way... Uh it's always weird telling people like, Oh, how do you know this guy? It's like, Oh yeah. I met him at a bachelor party. People give you a weird look. Like you're just meeting people at bachelor parties. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I met you. And it's, it's hard not to gravitate to you, dude. You're just a, you're just a personable guy with a lot of character for sure.
1: Dude, I feelings mutual. I'm like, I don't, I always joke around with my family. I don't naturally like most people. So <laughs> you're like, literally when I first met you, I'm like, this guy's the man. And I do. That was quite the weekend. We had a blast out there.
2: I think my, I think the first day where I truly figured, I think I figured you out was when you showed up in the all orange outfit for the golf tournament. And I was like, what is this guy doing? And I think I tried to make fun of you for it. And you were like, yeah, I don't see the problem. I'm wearing all orange and this is a great outfit. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I want to make fun of him for this, and he's just owning it. I can't.
1: <laughs> Mike, that's what I like about you, too, though, man. Comfortable in your own skin. I feel like we're in this world where people always have these filters. I don't know if it's from Instagram popping off the last few years, but everyone's always filtering shit. And me and you aren't like that. We just tell it how it is.
2: Well, I mean, you're probably better at it than I am. I think I still probably uh, try to filter maybe a little bit, but I do I do aspire to uh, be a little bit more kind of straightforward to the punch sort of guy.
1: You do, uh, you are. And I even remember, I think me and you were chilling back at when you and Greg lived together in San Francisco.
2: That's true. Yeah, I met you, I think, once or twice briefly then, and it was informal and very quick. And then after that, yeah, then I actually met you at the bachelor party and was like, who is this guy? He is just a tornado. And that's exactly right. I mean, you were just like, you blew through and I was like, man, that guy was incredible. You know,
1: Mike, it's uh, a blessing and a curse, man. I have way too much energy and I'm not always great at harnessing it.
2: I still so, can't get over the promotion for me here. Dead sprint through where are you? You're in Colorado right Colorado, now. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just dead sprinting through Colorado promoting this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, dude, it get you get in that mode. It's like screw it, just get on there. And uh but Mike, what's been going on, man? First of all, when are you coming out here?
2: Well, I think it's t- I think it's past time to come out to Colorado. I mean, obviously try to uh you know. Get together. Dude, I mean,
1: no, I actually I have to switch it up. You know me, nomad life, always hopping around. I'm out of my place here at the end of next weekend. Actually, well,
2: no, it's difficult to keep track of you. Every time I try to try to think about planning something, you're always like, Oh, I'm in Utah or I'm in like,
1: here. We are, buddy. I've got I've got a window literally after next weekend. For a couple of weeks, I have nothing going on. Let me know where you want me to. You're going like, to be down. in Colorado, or
2: what? You're just traveling. All right, all I'm going
1: way. out to Scottsdale for like three weeks with my family for Thanksgiving. on uh, like November twentieth. But, I, dude, starting next weekend, I'm I got nothing going on.
2: Good. We'll have to do this podcast in a dead sprint next time. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll just be sprinting next to each other, talking to each other for the podcast. I dude, I
1: like that. that. Maybe we'll start some sort of charity or something. <laughs> The roland <laughs> Lemare roland run.
2: I think that's the move, just the two mics getting together and doing a little charity thing. With the last
1: them. Mike After and Mike that. clearly didn't work out. They had a thing for a while, and I think they needed young faces. I would
2: I would argue that they did pretty well. So if we can aspire to do as well as Mike and Mike, maybe get ourselves a national audience, I'm expecting thousands if not hundreds of thousands of viewers to this conversation. Obviously, Dude, you know,
1: we've been getting the listeners have been building up. I think you'll get a lot of new fans out of this to be yeah, honest. I'm,
2: I'm excited. I was telling Rick Grosso to tune in. Shout out to Rick. He uh, oh, another he's another bachelor party friend from the same bachelor party, as a matter of fact.
1: I think all of us have to do some sort of an ongoing reunion trip <laughs> heading forward. And now Chory's having a kid, so he'll be off the grid for that. I know. We well, years. we're gonna
2: have to just convince him to get us all together again. He's the great connector of all of this. Have you have have you convinced Chory to come on uh, this show yet?
1: You know, I, I think Greg's a little bit trigger shy. like he dude Greg is I always try to get him in the spotlight. He doesn't like him. He's, he's a not, behind he's the man like that. He never likes
2: scenes guy. He's a behind the scenes guy. He's too dude. humble.
1: Greg, I always tell him I'm like, dude, That's come right. on. If you there's know?
2: way I would describe Greg Chori, It's humble, gracious. He's just, yeah, just a real salt of the earth kind of guy.
1: He is. And he connected us, man. So dude, what's been going on with you throughout this whole pandemic? I know you're, you have like an unconventional day to day like me.
2: Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think my, uh, you know, at the risk of working, which is I'm very, feel very fortunate about and still, you know, doing as well as I ever was, but now with 99% less office time, and 50% more golf and surfing and mountain biking.
1: See, Mike, that's why I got to hang out with you more. You're good at the life-work balance. I'm not good at that shit. Like, I have free time, and I put more on my plate with work. You're like, dude, let's go golfing.
2: It's fine. I don't know. You're just kind of, I think you're just like, you got to be going all the time. You're like, uh, you're just always ambitious, always moving forwards. And like, yeah, there are times when I love the work-life balance and times where I'm like, shoot, maybe I should be like working
1: harder. No, but- Mike, dude, keep on the lifestyle, man. My brother's like you like that. He's great with the balance, with the golf, the mountains. I don't smell. I can't even smell. I have a deviated <laughs> septum, but you know, I literally, I don't smell roses ever, bro. It
2: is not not only physically can't smell them but also metaphysically can't smell them out. literally
1: yeah um, but, so dude take me through the day to day like in terms of you seem like a guy that prefers working out of an office like yeah, where you don't I, like being in the office as much
2: yeah i think i do i think i do need a little bit i think everybody likes to say like oh yeah you know less structure i wish i could do my own thing i'd be more productive I don't necessarily believe that about myself. I think a little bit more structure, the the sitting on my desk here in my house, uh, there's just a lot that I could be doing that's not working, right? I could go outside, I could be watching TV, football starts in a couple hours out here. So it doesn't lend itself to working quite as hard. Now my job is a little bit easier in that I'm not crunching numbers, putting together spreadsheets, hitting deadlines. For the most part, I'm on the phone, talking to customers, trying to put out fires, uh, trying to bring in new business, get contracts signed. So it's less of like a sit down nine to six sort of job, even before Mm -hmm. the pandemic, and more of like uh, just kind of put out fires and deal with uh, obstacles when they
1: come. And so, yeah. Have you seen people be more empathetic throughout the pandemic? Like when you're putting out a fire, say shit hits the fan, compared to pre-pandemic, are people, do you feel like they're more hesitant to like rip your head off?
2: Uh, I think in the beginning, yes. I think in the beginning of the pandemic, yes. But I think more and more people are returning to uh, normalcy. And I think, you know, selling to consumers, which is what I do. I you know, we sell to consumers is a difficult, a difficult experience. There are some consumers that restore your faith in humanity. And you're like, man, this is a great guy. And I'm really glad to have him as a customer. And I really enjoyed this conversation. And then there are some consumers where you're like, why are you the way that you are? And like, why are you blaming me for all of the slowdowns that are happening to the cities and the municipalities? And yeah, there's a lot of red tape in construction. And uh, some homeowners understand that and others do not. And uh, yeah, so I would say some people are more empathetic, more so a last couple months. They've been pretty much like, hey, I get it. You know, things happen Mm -hmm. now. Uh, I think people, especially out here, are seeing a return to normalcy um, and kind of living their life that way and kind of readjusting to that.
1: And Yeah, man. I think it's really important. You brought up a good point there with selling anything. Like, You can't sell everybody. I think when I even started my business, I had this false sense of, it was delusion, really. When I was 18, I had no clue what was going on. I thought every single person could be sold on my vision, like at, at my college, where it's like, man, what is wrong with you if you don't? And I realize as we've gotten older, I'm like, you can't even waste bandwidth on people that don't fit into what you're even trying to do. Yeah. You can get way more out of the people that do.
2: Well, no, and I agree. I also think that it's a good starting point though. Like you should try to start with the idea of being like, I can sell everybody. I can help everybody. Sure. I, can help, I can help sell my product. And you then- You
1: the net out there to see what actually fills in.
2: Exactly. And as time goes on, then you kind of say like, okay, well, yeah, I shouldn't take it personally if someone goes with a different contractor or someone, you know, isn't super nice to me. And you just kind of learn over time that, yeah, you don't need to take that stuff personally. Not everybody is going to be sold. Not everybody's going to have a perfect experience. And you try your best to kind of provide the customer service that you would expect for yourself and in return, you just that's how I sleep at night. I mean, you know, like
1: you're a natural, too. I could tell you're great on the phones because you've got that demeanor where it's like, oh, this guy could sell shit to a candy store.
2: I mean, you and I could probably talk for like six and a half hours. I'm sure people wouldn't want to listen to a six hour podcast of just you and I rambling. But you and I would have a just an incredible time.
1: Like maybe we'll do a marathon where we do some sort of like fighting hunger. Mike and Mike, 24 hours on.
2: God, man, our charity is really taking off here. It's only been 10 minutes and we're running. We're doing a marathon. Dude, that's
1: why we got to do a trip here. I can't even imagine. We might have a new startup coming out of this. I
2: think so. I think so. Just an- another great podcast. Just invite all our friends on and just, you know, berate them with conversation all day long and see what they think. See how It's many- crazy
1: the way podcasting, man, has just everyone and their mother, it seems like, has a podcast these days. It's wild. Well, I love
2: it. It's uh, a yeah. You know, I guess before you wanted to have. When I was a, I was a journalism major in college, and a lot oh, of right. me wanted to be like a sports radio guy.
1: You, you know? and me both. That's why we get along. Right. That's why I wanted to be a sports broadcaster growing up.
2: Yeah, and I wanted to be on, you know, one of the radio shows. And then you kind of realize as you get older that, like, yeah, those everybody wants to do that, and those spots are very difficult to fill. And I think podcasting has just opened that up to. Everybody and anybody, right? I mean, this platform is free or cheap yeah, anyway. For if you sure. the, if you want to get the advanced version. And yeah, I mean it works really well. And if you find a topic and a niche that people are interested in, yeah, you know, that's that that I think has been a huge benefit. And podcasting has really taken off in the last, you know, year and a half or so.
1: Yeah. And I think with all the like people with the fake news worry, everyone with disinformation, not knowing if they're what they're seeing is even legit when you can create your own platform like that and have people on video it's hard to look at that as not genuine where right. i almost feel like we're heading into this era where people are going to be enticed to create real content way more
2: right well i think this experience this sort of thing people are interested in what other like-minded or similar people are doing with their lives right i mean you and i don't have to have a specific theme for this conversation and people might want to be interested in Hey, yeah, what are they talking about? What is this kid doing? You don't need to have any you don't need to have any specific investment or invested interest in me, just maybe in, okay, well, how's this person handling? the pandemic versus how I'm handling the
1: pandemic. Yeah, like, oh, I could relate to Mike Lemaire. I'm in that same sort of day-to-day with sales and working from home most of the time yeah. and could use a little structure.
2: Yeah, and maybe that's all you do. You just call you call up your friends and you ask for their experiences and you have a genuine, natural, organic conversation. And, you know, 45 minutes later, you're like, great, this went really well and was really interesting. and you know, people might actually want to listen to this.
1: Yeah, Mike, you know, that's what I've learned over the years, man. Part of the cool thing about building this food business has been the amount of people we actually have to meet. And at first I looked at it back in the day as like a arduous task, but over the years you build energy with it, where you're just meeting all these cool people that you've never met before. They have crazy stories. Because think about it, the world, the way it's built, we only can make sense of it. As I said on Instagram before this uh, off storytelling. Everything, every company that wins in the world is the best storyteller and people all live their day to day around their own storyline to make sense of it.
2: Well, and I think you're personally uniquely qualified to handle that sort of role. Whereas other people are myself very much included are like somewhat hesitant to put themselves out there and potentially make a fool of themselves or say something that's embarrassing. You don't, you're so comfortable with yourself. You just don't care. You go out to these places, you talk to these people, you wear bright orange outfits to golf, golf tournaments, Yeah, and you know, you're very comfortable with yourself and also uniquely qualified to go out and introduce yourself and make friends and market yourself and market your company. And I just think, you know, yeah, I love to talk, but I'm not as comfortable doing that. Whereas you'll walk into a group of 20 people and have a 15 minute genuine conversation with everybody. And I think that's what, you know, when I was talking to Rick Grasso about it, when we were talking about you, it was like, hey, one thing that he does is like, when you're talking to him, he's like actually listening to you and like asking questions. And like, you really feel like you are engaged, which I think everybody does a kind of half, half-assed half job at, right, where it's like, you listen to somebody, but you're also checking your phone or you're thinking about sports or whatever it is that you're doing. You know, I think having a real genuine connection in a conversation is something that you do really well and probably why people are so interested in kind of gravitating to you and hanging out with you. Because it's like, wow, this guy's actually like invested, even if it's just for 20 minutes, he's invested in what I'm saying. And most people aren't that invested.
1: Appreciate that, Mike. I mean, man, honestly, it's really... I think that even over the years of the comfortable thing you're talking about, I've always had like props going into those things, like free food, for example. It's very easy to approach a group of people when you have free cookies or pizza. It's <laughs> like, hey, who wants free pizza? And yeah. then you're the you're the greatest guy in the room all of a sudden. Yeah, fair so enough. I've learned over the years, it's always the power of the peacock. Even the orange shirt thing. My <laughs> I, my buddy Jake from who's in the music industry from my college days. Always used to tell me about that. He's like, dude, you got a peacock. Like, what are you doing? You're a five, eight Jewish kid. What are you doing to separate yourself? (laughs) So I never forgot that.
2: A lot of people feel a little uncomfortable about peacocking. You know, a lot of people feel like, you know, they don't necessarily want the center. They don't necessarily want to be the center of attention or they feel not genuine when they peacock. And, well, my, think- and
1: that's what makes the world go around, too, man. I always think about is everyone has such different skill sets naturally. Like I failed geometry; I couldn't tell you for the life of me how architecture works. I'll <laughs> never understand it the way my brain is never. Yeah. And then you see people that are just like Adam Rafat's dad, for example. That's his gig, and I'm just like, how does that work? But that guy wouldn't host a podcast. Right. So you know, every and most people can't sell naturally like you could. Right. Are you kidding me? It's like pulling teeth for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, no. And I think that's exactly right. It's like, you've got kind of like your engineering types. You're kind of like back of the room, want to stay quiet, but are still really smart in their own way. And then you've got people like you and me that are most comfortable talking and engaging. And I think, you know, that for me, I've always wanted to start a podcast and I've just kind of always never done it because I'm like, well, I need to have a topic and I need to have a genre and we need to figure out what we're doing and you know, and it's, it, it always feels like an insurmountable hill to climb when, in fact, it probably isn't. And it's probably worth just saying, like, hey, start it, talk to some people about nothing at all. And I mean, maybe- like you're
1: an entertaining guy. It's always just starting it. Exactly. It's literally just going. And then once you start it, it's way easier to continue it.
2: Right. And find kind of your path as you go along, you know? kind of make your way through the trees kind of as you go along and say, Oh yeah, maybe I want to take it this direction
1: or find your niche. Maybe it's like even cold calling, like helping people make sense of that where it's like, Hey, it's not that you don't have to be afraid. And that's just like an example of something you're naturally great at, or it could be a, Hey, I still have fun day to day while on the grind. You could still cold call and have a blast.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I don't personally enjoy cold calling, but I, I can do it better than probably most. But you don't
1: enjoy it, but you still, you're able to then, you have something to look forward to, which I think is important for our viewers, Mike. You even, for our viewers, Mike even highlighted to me, I want to golf after the podcast. How important is that, Mike, having that anticipation? Even us talking about, let's get a trip on the books here. Yeah. Like just being able to anticipate something for excitement.
2: Yeah, having something to look forward to is huge, always. I think especially right now with everything that's going on and how people are, you know, maybe aren't doing as much as they would ordinarily be doing. And yeah, it doesn't have to be a big trip or golf or anything like that. It could be, you know, making dinner or watching the football game tonight or, you know, watching some show that you've enjoyed over the last couple of weeks. It does. But I do think that, yeah, the anticipation is huge and kind of helps me and probably others stay sane you know, when you're working all day inside of your house, and like yep. for you, maybe that's running. I mean, I don't, or maybe just working out in general. You just you look forward to getting out there and sweating. And
1: you and it's I don't dopamine fix, marijuana, running, sex, you name it, Mike. Like at the end of the day, I'm always trying to capture that. I always feel like everyone's on a dopamine. That's going to
2: be the name of our. We just found the name of our new podcast: marijuana, running, sex. I think that's- there we go. That's
1: Mike and Mike. Mike Mike. I love that. (laughs) It is funny. I was thinking about that earlier though. It's like everyone has their own way of trying to fight. Like we're all on the hunt for dopamine fixes over and over again.
2: Yeah. Without a doubt. I think that's true. And what's weird is you would think that goes away over time. Like as you get older, you kind of settle in, but no, it's just the dopamine fixes change. And yeah, I still look for those all the time, every day. Me too. It's, It's crazy. Do you still get up every morning at like six AM and meditate and take a shower? Oh yeah,
1: man. Four thirty every morning, I'm up. Four thirty, I shower. Okay, all right.
2: We need to. T- I need to take. We need to take you through this, or I need to be taken through this. So, you set your alarm for four thirty every morning. Yep. Well, okay. no, I don't
1: even set my alarm anymore, man. I'm internally just up. You're just
2: up. Yeah, which is ridiculous. So, what time are you going to bed the night before?
1: You know, lately I've been going to bed around ten thirty. Okay. I've been sleeping, which for me, because I had COVID a few weeks ago, dude. And that got me. I'm usually only sleeping like three, four hours a night since that. I've slept like a normal person.
2: What a mistake COVID made trying to come after you. Huh? Right? They, what
1: were they thinking?
2: They had no idea what it was dude, It was
1: so strange not having my normal energy for a week. I'm like, oh, this is what it's like being human.
2: I can't even imagine what that must have been like to have oh, to you know, experience you without your normal energy. must have been just a weird, weird
1: time. Dude, it was, you know gave me time to breathe for a minute. And then I was like, I need to get the hell off this couch. And I just kind of got back into it. And here we are.
2: So you never snooze your alarm. You never wake up at four 30 and hit the snooze.
1: No. And you're up four 30, even on the weekends. No, no, no. I'll, I'll definitely on weekends. Like I'll go on, I had a nice date the other night, slept in till it was a late night, slept in till probably like 10. Okay. Like they different. It depends what's going on. I'll have fun, Mike. We're all Dedicate, like if we fuck around the next couple of weeks, I'm not getting up at 4 30 in the morning if we're going out doing stuff. Okay. But good. When I'm on my routine,
2: I want to make sure that you're not like a full on cyborg at this point. No, That's definitely not worrisome if you were. Yeah. So, okay. So then you take, do you meditate before you get in the shower?
1: No, I ice shower at first thing. Shower, cold shower. Ice shower immediately. I 30 gotcha. seconds. Couldn't yeah. could be colder. Yep. You make it as cold as possible. Oh yeah. Where it's like, fuck you cold.
2: <laughs> that's great. And is that just your way of, that's your way of waking up? Just like, boom, I'm yeah, awake. Getting
1: the cobwebs off, you know, usually do a couple bowl rips before bed. I mean, I'm very transparent <laughs> as you know, I love marijuana. Absolutely. Um, so it helps me just get with it right away. Then I'll, I have a journal. I journal every morning, <sighs> so my thoughts, and then I'll, I have coffee, like run, I, I'll make coffee. And while it's brewing, I meditate. And then I'll read for an hour while drinking, sipping on coffee. And then we have our morning mashup show. My brother, father and I at 630 in the morning every day.
2: You guys do your own podcast, the rolling like
1: on the stock market. We do, it's called the Roland market mashup. We've been <laughs> doing like the last six months. So that it's, it's a fun, you know, my dad was on wall street for a while. My brother and I do a lot of stock stuff. Yeah. So yeah. yeah man. And then the day I started.
2: Gotta, I got start like, yeah. to start watching that. So this is all at this point, it's only six 30 in the morning. So you've been up for two hours and you've managed to read, meditate, journal. And then I guess from my standpoint, like how good do you feel when you're like, let's say you do your show at six 30 with your family. And then it's like, kind of time to like start the day. Right. Mm-hmm. You feel like all of those things that you've done beforehand, they've kind of like level set for you so that you're like, okay, I'm locked in. I'm ready to do it. You know,
1: I've kind of switched my routine up. I used to work out in the mornings right after that show or right before it. But the way I am with just high octane, I need to let, like you saw, I was just running before this. I've shifted gears now where I get my workouts in usually midday, early afternoon. And then it allows me to kind of relax into the end of the day more and I intermittent fast dude, so I don't even eat till later in the day consistently. Stop it. So you're not even having lunch usually? Never. I eat between 4 and 10 <laughs> by clockwork. It allows me to just go to town and you know I love food so much. It's kept me in shape over the years.
2: Yeah, I believe it. I mean, you're just you're always running. That's the stuff that I envy and I think that's something that I I, I mean, I've never experienced in the sense that, yeah, I, I, you know, I smoke before I go to sleep too. I go to bed later than you do usually like 1130 midnight, but then I'm lazy in the morning, wake up at eight, sit in bed until eight Don't do anything. Get out of bed at nine, maybe take a shower, like kind of lounge around. And I think one thing that I always feel is I'm always like, ah, it's like such a sluggish start to the day. And I feel like I've always wasted like a certain amount of time in the morning. And I think what's interesting is if you told me, Hey, Mike, we're getting up at six o'clock to go biking, or we're getting up at six o'clock to go somewhere. I can get up at six and I can do it. No problem. But without, without something to like what we are talking about, without something to like look forward to, or without something to to do in the morning, I'm always like, wow.
1: Mike, you're wanna- a golfer. Why don't you get an early rise golf in where you well, literally that- schedule a tee time for early in the morning?
2: Well, and that's a great idea. I think, how do you motivate yourself to get up and like, just start the day? Like, I can't I didn't
1: know what it is, man. Like we talk about with anything good or bad habits, the power of it. Like when you build it into your routine, it eventually becomes second nature, no matter how hard or easy it is.
2: But I think building that routine is the hardest part, like trying to build a, cause there's lots of times where I've said, okay, I'm going to start this routine. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And I do it for a couple days. And then, Things change or things fall off, and it's just self motivation is something that I have not mastered
1: as a well, state. dude. Cater to your strengths, right? Like you're a, you naturally love golf. I I'm terrible at golf. I've never. My brother's the golfer in the family. I hate golf, but you now you wake up feeling like oh I'd love to golf today. Yeah. So maybe it's something around just having it already booked, where yeah. you're like oh I have this to look forward to. I have to be up and at it, and yeah. then you're you're hitting it because you're pumped. maybe I'll give that a shot.
2: I love the idea of journaling, by the way. Do you usually journal like stuff that you did the day before or is it like thoughts that are ruminating?
1: I'll always recap the day and then I'll I'll try to have like thoughts in my head, like what's going on, just random. And then gratitude stuff. Like I'm thankful for this. It helps just if you're having a bad day.
2: How often do you revisit these journals, or is it more just like a therapeutic way for you to dump out the day's thoughts? It's
1: more the latter, Mike. And saying that, that is a good idea. I should get in the habit of looking back more because I never do that. And I'm terrible at even with successes, I've noticed I'm terrible at patting the back ever. I'm never I'm I have a very short term memory with anything that's been done already. It's what's, always like, oh, what's next?
2: Yeah. It seems like a very good way to kind of like, like a, like a sit rep or a status report where you're like, okay, three weeks ago, I really wanted to run 50 miles. And now three weeks from now, looking back, it's like, hell yeah, I did that. And, you know, check,
1: put a check. I'm going to take your advice on that. That's a great call. Cause it, it could help you really like look back and be like, wait, what the hell was I doing here too?
2: Well, and yeah, I, I think that's something, you're not the only one of my friends that has said, Hey, yeah, you know, I try to do some journaling and I actually, I really think that's a great idea. And it's something that I should do more frequently. Do you write pen and paper? You're like, oh, literally, yeah, I do.
1: it you know, makes me, I've always been a pen and paper guy. I love writing too. Like I've been working on a book. I'm a big writer.
2: You're working on a book too.
1: Yeah. I have been for years though. It's been something like a side thing that I slowly have just added to. I'm nice hoping,
2: you have. What's that? How many side things do you have? A hundred? Oh, man,
1: dude, no. Just the podcast for the most part. And, you know, the business takes up so much damn time, Mike. It's um, it, it's got- tough, dude. Socially, it's brutal lately because it's been good for the pandemic, food delivery. But competing with Uber every day, you lose sight. That's why it's fun. Like getting even getting on here bullshitting with you for a bit.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's a nice little break from the day. Absolutely. It's the same thing for me. It's like I've had you know, 15 calls to deal with this morning. And this is a nice little 30 minute reprieve from that.
1: And so, Mike, what's your, like, have you been able to hang out with friends? Like you're out in California right now, right?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I maybe have not been as, uh, as ta- taking the situation as seriously as maybe others have for better uh-huh. or worse. Um, you know, I wear a mask in public. I wear a mask when I go inside, you know, I'm not going regularly to bars and Restaurants and you know doing group parties, but yeah, I've been seeing friends, especially during the early days. My big respite was uh, surfing; was just getting out in the water. There was they they were they hadn't closed any of the beaches, and it was just awesome to be able to get out there. And that's something that it's almost like I almost wish that the quarantine was still going on because now, as life has returned to normal, I like haven't made that as large a point of emphasis as I did in the past. And I, I almost wish I was doing that more frequently. Uh, because I do think I feel I believe very strongly in the power of sweating, you know, like, Oh, dude,
1: it's so important. I'm not sure Donald Trump, who thinks <laughs> it actually makes you less energetic. I've never seen that before. But when, hey. do, you,
2: when do you think the last guy that when, when do you think the last time that guy went on a run was like, Oh, a, man,
1: never. <laughs> I actually I maybe to like a realist like opening a door that was about to close like down the street. I dude, I don't think that guy's ever worked out in his life.
2: I don't think so either. Unless you count yeah. golf as a workout, but I'm not sure golf. It's kind of on the fence as far as workout is concerned.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, hey, if you're walking and not having someone driving you around like he does, I like I've walked golf courses and caddied before. That's a nice, you know. It's not a run, but you're you're getting in the calories.
2: Yeah, no. And even when it's to some extent, it's not even necessarily about the calories. It's like sometimes I'll go surfing. The surf will be small and there's not a lot of water out there. And so you just paddle around. But it still is like it's a good way of like clearing the mind.
1: It's therapeutic, man. That's why I've been doing a lot of like what. Remember Sean Connell, our buddy? Yeah. 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 He got me into rock climbing when I was back in New York. And talk about therapeutic because you don't you think you're going to fall if you're not focused. Right. So I've done some scrambles, like gone on hikes where if I fall, I'm dead.
2: Yeah. And like focusing in the moment and, and like trying to be more present is like a really, really amazing feeling. And when you're it's kind of- that
1: flow of- stay, Mike, where when you're golfing, you're surfing, like me on the podcast, anything you do that you naturally love doing, you're that's when you're at your best. Yeah. And, and that's it's- what everyone's always trying to find.
2: Yeah, you're subconsciously on that dopamine kick that you're constantly chasing. Like even this right now is a is a decent dopamine kick. Just being able to have this conversation for thirty minutes, it's like.
1: No, uh, what's next? We got to get yeah to Colorado and get up to the mountains. Man. I think so.
2: So I th- I think so. So yeah. well, let's let's quickly talk about your schedule here. So you you're leaving in in a in a week. You're leaving Colorado, no, so
1: dude. I'm my Airbnb. I was going to tell you, I'm out of where I'm at in Denver, November eighth. I'm, I was planning on just sticking around Colorado until November 20th or 21st till I head to Arizona.
2: Well, I think we got to like get outside, you know, like do some hiking. Maybe Wait, like that,
1: a mountain some... house or something. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Mike, sleep on it. Let me know, dude. I'm happy. You know me. I'm very fluid and flexible. Oh, I know.
2: think it would be therapeutic to get out there and actually have these conversations with you in person too. be able to oh, get, yeah. gain a little perspective. I think you uh, you constantly motivate me. Talking to you is like, It's like a little bit of an energy rush because you're like, damn, this guy is just like he's constantly moving. He's he's doing he's accomplishing three times as much in the day that I'm
1: accomplishing. I I wouldn't go that far. Dude, you're killing it. Everyone and dude, keep in mind, everyone has their own, you know, strengths, weaknesses, what levels that they move at. I have uh, so much wrong with me. It's scary.
0: Ah.
1: Trust (laughs) me. I've got plenty of issues, Mike. I'm nuts.
2: I'm sure there's some skeletons in your closet. We'll get into that on the on the weed, sex, and marijuana power. The what, marijuana, what was it? Marijuana, running, and sex podcast. There you go,
1: dude. I think we got to start this together. I
2: think so. I think our first episode should be called "Skeletons in the Closet." And we can wow. just.
1: I don't. You know, luckily, I don't have any like actual skeletons in the closet that I know of. Um, really, I did have. There was a few years ago where. There was some incident on Facebook, some girl, something, I got hacked, and there was a me jerking off on a screen. It was like I was basically sexting with a girl. That was a lesson learned, Mike. And for our viewers, I'm very transparent. This was like when Facebook was having those tech problems. We're talking like five, six years ago. You'll love this, Mike. On that Summit series, which is this entrepreneurial hub in Utah. Anywhere. I don't know if you've heard of that. I have, I have. My buddy works there. He, he brought me and a couple of buddies out for the weekend and out of nowhere, I'm on the, I'm coming down. I never even ski. I get down from the mountain and my phone has like 38 missed calls and I was getting blown up and I'm just like, I hope someone didn't just die. And it, it was almost as bad. I had my buddies like, bro, oh my God, I, are you okay? And I'm like, what? And he sent me this snapshot. I'm like, oh, fuck. Then, you know, this was a girl we had had some fun and got, I guess, disgruntled. I don't know how to this day this happened. But long story short about I at the time, too, this was an old Facebook account, Mike, building up my sites. I, had, I was the Tom of MySpace when it came to that stuff. <laughs> and I had like almost 5,000 friends. And let's just say a third of them saw me jerking off on a camera. So <laughs> talk about like crisis control. Sure. I think I handled it as well as I could. Like, I mean, you learned
2: at an early age here. You are talking about, it. I don't think that counts as a skeleton in the closet though. Cause I think that's out, out of the closet it's out
1: there. And that's the thing I try at the time, they try the person on the message. And I still don't even know who it was, but they were trying to blackmail me. They're like, if you don't pay me, we're going to let this out. And I'm like, you're going to let this out anyway. Yeah. And that's would, what I said. I'm like, go for it. it. And I have nothing like- to hide.
2: Little did they know they were talking to the most transparent man in the United States of America. It was a
1: lesson learned, though, for also, like, you know, I've always been a trustworthy person by nature until I have a reason not to. Mm -hmm. And that was a, hey, Mike, you have a business. Like, you know, there's a fine line here. Sure. Not not everyone's just cool.
2: Sure. You can't just fly off. You can't just fly from the hip or shoot from the hip whenever you want. You do have to occasionally play within the the lines. We're not
1: all Brett Favre here, you know? No,
2: not everybody.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, man. I'm sure you could be
2: out there hawking the same products that he's out there hawking. Oh man,
1: I mean that guy, talk about a dude that's aged terribly in the last few years. Ah, oh, you could tell he's gotten beaten to a pulp and then some yeah, dude. I that know. he got hit so many times.
2: His identity is football. He wishes he was still playing football and not hawking. Well, his face I, looks like a pig skin now. Literally. <laughs> literally. He's it's he's like, crazy. He's turning into a football.
1: So Mike, when you go golf after this, do you have like a crew you golf with or do you just go solo?
2: Uh, Today I'm going with a buddy, uh, just one buddy. Usually, yeah, I I usually prefer to golf with friends, but I'm not opposed to golfing by myself. I think there's some therapeutic stuff in that as well. Just kind of like a nice long walk, you know, and uh, sometimes I put my headphones in if I'm playing by myself and just do a nice relaxing round. And today I'm playing with one other buddy. Uh, we're going to San Clemente and, uh, yeah, it should be a great day.
1: Dude. I'll also, after we get you out to Colorado, I, I am long overdue for a California trip. I'm going to come out there this winter. I have to go, you know, I haven't seen Chori, you guys. I also, my buddy who had a kid in LA who's now almost two years old, my college roommate has been bugging me to go see him. So uh, that we got to get that on the books. Your Mike. first
2: trip is Colorado. Dude, and- come on out here. Seriously doesn't even have to be Colorado. Maybe we go to like Zion or something in Utah.
1: That would be dope. You know, Connell was talking about doing a Zion trip. Ooh, looks yeah.
2: like we're starting to come together here.
1: A and little. where's our boy Rick? He was telling me he's moving to Colorado.
2: He's thinking about it for sure. He's, uh, I think he's applying to grad schools right now. And wow. uh, I think his choices are either Los Angeles or Colorado. I don't want to speak for him, but last time I talked to him, his options were LA and Colorado.
1: I think Rick would like Denver way more than LA the I way f- he is. I think Rick would tell
2: you the same thing that I think. he's.
1: But I love Rick. Great guy for our viewers. Another buddy I met with Mike at yeah. Greg's bachelor party. And he, Chicago kid. I, I just, LA, don't get me wrong, man. I know me and you had some fun out there. I love Los Angeles. And I'll, I'm sure I'm going to end up with a lady that's from that neck of the woods. Because there's something about me and LA women. I love them. I don't know what it is. But I it always brings me back there. I believe it. I believe Um, it. But at Denver, there's something that for Rick, I think the mountains is just unbelievable.
2: Yeah. I think we're going to need to have him on our first podcast and we're going to have to convince him Denver over LA. Well,
1: you we could call it the, the real three musketeers, wow. like that,
2: you know? Wow. We're going to, we've already got an offshoot. We haven't even started the new podcast and we've already got an offshoot to the new. Mike,
1: podcast. me, you and Rick are going to have to start some agency. I, I already know there's something brewing here. man. I think
2: there's a chance by next year that you have 25 different podcasts with different friends. <laughs> and family dude. I,
1: you know, it's crazy that I, I even got into this because this girl from my town has been blowing up with her podcast. And I remember seeing it a year ago and I'm like the competitor in me was like, Hey, what the hell? I wanted to be a broadcaster growing up. How do I not have a podcast?
2: Yeah, I think we need to find some compelling topics to talk about. And I think between you and I and some of our friends, I'm sure we can find some compelling topics. That's for sure.
1: Well, dude, let's mull this over. And Mike, appreciate you coming on. Have fun golfing. And dude, offline, seriously, let's get you out to Colorado and make yeah, this absolutely. happen.
2: Let's chat after we after we uh, end this and uh, make sure we put something on the books because it's it's past time for that.
1: Definitely, man. Go get a hole in one, Mike.
2: All right, brother. Good talking to, to the you.
1: time, buddy. All right, bye. Take care. That was Mike Lemaire, folks. Great guy. Hopefully, we'll get him out to Colorado soon. Life-work balance is so important. And for our viewers, make sure to subscribe, Bootstrapped in the Trenches. This episode is called Keep Your Friends Close. No enemies involved in this title at all. Just keep your friends close. That's Bootstrapped in the Trenches. Have a great day. I think I hear my stomach churning. It's dinner time.
0: Strapped in the trenches, making moves, going all out. Every day, handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady, keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get low down. It's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.